0: On this episode of Come Pray With Me, I will be revisiting Tanikio with Reverend Michael Yuge. Tanikio is a monotheistic religion with Japanese origins. It was founded by Miki Nakayama, known as Oyasama, to her followers. Tanikio believes in cultivating the joyous life and deepening their relationship with God the parent. Today, we will be learning more about the faith and what to expect if you attend a Tendikyo church service. Welcome back to the show, Reverend Yuge. It's wonderful to see you again.
1: Yes, um, I'm glad that you invited me again.
0: Thank you. So my first question is, what is Hino Kishin?
1: Okay. So um, it's interesting that we have these, these words, most of what you will find um, is, is, you know, in English, but there are some words that are left um, untranslated and, um, and they are oftentimes particular to Tenrikyo, even though they have certain origins or, or there's a, a, J- a Japanese um, understanding of them as well. Um, if you break down the word hinokishin, we get hino, which means daily, and kishin, which is contribution. Um, so that gives us daily contribution. Kishin, in fact, is an old word that means to make a monetary or, or material donation to a place of worship, such as a temple. Oyasama took this word which originally referred to a contribution made by a wealthy person during a special occasion and gave us something completely different. Instead of a monetary or material contribution that was reserved for certain individuals, Oyasama taught us a new way to make an offering to God the parent, a way that anyone can implement in everyday everyday life, such as Hinokshi. Hinokshin refers to any action that comes from a mind filled with joy and gratitude. It's an expression of the joy and gratitude that one feels for being allowed to use a healthy body each day, having the, the day go smoothly, and above all, being kept alive by God the parent. So on top of material and monetary offerings, cleaning the roadside and open spaces, Contributing to disaster relief efforts, showing a touch of kindness, and saying a few words that cheer a person up—these are all forms of hinokushin. It's not the outward form it takes, but the mind behind the action that is important. So, um, you know, oftentimes hinokushin can be viewed as community service. So y- y- you might. Outside of a typical church, you might see um, the followers actually come out of the church and and pick up litter in the neighborhood. And that's a very common thing um, to see with Tanikya churches. Um, so that could be considered um, Hinokshin. And sometimes we, we make a day of it and we, we call it Hinokshin Day. We have a Hinokshin Day that we celebrate throughout the world as well. Um And this is a big element of 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 tenikyo. and it's it's different in the sense that we're not doing it for people to thank us you know oftentimes when we do something in the community like a community service activity, usually we're looking for people to not pay us monetarily but say thank you <laughs> thanks for helping out. <laughs> But the idea behind Hinokshin is we're doing it as a thanks to God. We're showing our appreciation. So we're actually the ones who are saying thank you and cleaning up or being um, kind to other people. Acts of kindness are something that we try to do on a daily basis. So that is what Hinokshin is.
0: That's wonderful. So what ways do you use Hinokshin in your daily life?
1: Yes. Obviously, uh, cleaning metaphorically and physically are a big part of, of what I like to do. We also, um, at at New York Center, our, our uh, local district church, we do uh, actively go around the neighborhood to pick up litter, uh, as well as um, if we have like a Sunday school um, with children, we also do that with the children. And we've also done that around our cultural institute in Manhattan and um, making efforts to to reach out to people, especially in this time of the pandemic, just um, to see how somebody is doing and to try to offer any assistance to somebody. These are really important acts of kindness and of Hinokshin that oftentimes is overlooked um, and something that we certainly make a concerted effort to do. I mean, just like with anything, to do to do it on a daily basis, like making a, a donation to a church, for example. To do that on a daily basis is not easy to do, but that's the idea uh, behind it. Yes, I mean, I, <laughs> I certainly don't feel like I do do it enough as as I often want to do. Just like I don't, maybe I don't work out as much as I want to. <laughs> I should to maintain um, a healthy body um, in gratitude for the blessings of a healthy body that we receive. But we do our best to to have this mindset.
0: Absolutely, make- I'm, I'm the same. <laughs> <laughs>
1: as is everybody else as well
0: (laughs) (laughs) healthy body nice donuts also pretty nice
1: (laughs) yeah yeah definitely hard to resist
0: (laughs) so another word that people might encounter when they're learning more about tendikyo is yoboku so what is a yoboku and what does this mean
1: yes This is also another interesting word that because it's in Japanese, you you have no idea what it means. But then oftentimes a Japanese person would also not know what it means just by hearing the word. Um, And actually to explain this, I'd first like to talk about the Sazuke, which is the divine grant. And it's bestowed on those with the resolve to strive for the salvation of others. Anyone who's 17 years old or older is allowed to listen to the besiki lectures, which detail the teachings. Once the teachings are settled in one's heart, the bestowal of the satsuke takes place, at which point the person is recognized as a yoboku. Now, Tenikyo uses the metaphor of construction to describe God's work of, of world salvation, or the work of building the world of the joyous life. So yoboku literally means useful timber in Japanese. Yoboku are the core building materials for the construction of the joyous life. Uh, The yoboku, um, once once receiving the sazuke, the, the yoboku is reborn from one whose mind may have been concerned only with the self to one whose sole purpose is for the salvation of others. The yoboku now engages in the effort to help others through the administration of the Sasuke by the sincere administration of the Sasuke to another person who is suffering. The yoboku can help relieve others of their sufferings from physical or emotional despair. A yoboku whose mind is set on helping others is used by God in the construction of this world into the world of the joyous life. So your is, um i guess uh, i know that other religions use a sort of um different terms but it's kind of like a kind of like an entry level person a follower of of who goes through a series of lectures to settle the teachings in one's mind and and then once we receive the sazuke and we're able to administer the sazuke it's a wonderful way to, to help others. And the, the Sasge is sort of one of the 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 big ways that Tanikyo sort of grew by having a way to pray for others. It's sort of a hands-on healing prayer that we do as a way of cleansing our own minds as well as helping another person to realize um the teachings of voyasama and um hopefully clear their minds and with it any illness or misfortune or um, mental issues that they may have. And so um, we've seen a lot of miraculous blessings through this Sazuke prayer. And it's, it's, it's really the one thing that us yoboku have that we can um, actively help others and connect with God at the same time.
0: I have to say, that's really fascinating. And I love all the different metaphors that Tanikio has to illustrate different concepts, especially the idea of lumber and building up this foundation of faith and using that to help others. I actually remember um, back when I lived in North Carolina, and I would sometimes meet with a Tanikio group because they helped me with um, reviewing my Japanese for extra credit. And they actually gave me a, a like a children's manga. I think it was called like Kochan, like for Koboku. But he was a little construction worker and he would go around and help his neighbors. But then they would incorporate uh, Tanikio teachings into each story. And I remember in one that also used lumber that was kind of unique was it talked about the importance of balance in life and challenges that people have. And this idea that if people didn't have any challenges at all, they might become reckless and make poor choices like I remember um, there was a story of Oyasama and there was a woman that she helped heal who was sickly but she still had um, a disability that made it challenging for her to walk Uh but it sort of used that same principle and i would never heard anything like that before and that was always kind of fascinating to me because I was um, born with this condition called dysautonomia so it makes it difficult for my veins to constrict blood properly uh-huh. and you know sometimes it would be like sad or angry like oh I have this and it's difficult to manage but then over time you learn how to deal with it and then right. you realize that it it's a part of life and that you need these challenges or else you might have made poor decisions, you know, because like everybody else in high school is like out and partying, but I'm just kind of at home with my blankets and my tea. But, right. you know, I think that definitely protected me from getting into bad situations. And it kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of rambling, but I don't know. I just that really... Was something insightful from Tanikyo, and I wanted to share it with you.
1: Yeah, that, that's great. I'm 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 glad um, that you were able to experience that. Um, and I have not heard of that book, but it sounds like a book I'd like to see. Um, but yes, the um, oftentimes we as yoboku are sort of feel that we are pulled in to this path by god through illness and so the people that initially you know came to oyasama were suffering some sort of problem and they wanted oyasama who was considered sort of a goddess of the village to save them and she proceeded to save people or um, have them receive blessings and they were able to recuperate and they would ask what they could do and she said well tell other people about your salvation or your blessings and in that way it's not that um it's not like we're special because we are guided to this I and mean, we're all brothers and sisters but some of us are uh pulled in earlier through illness and so i it's certainly not something by having an illness, for example. It's not something that we see as a downside at all. We see it more of as God is giving you a message through this, and perhaps if you can come to understand this earlier than others and come to a point where you can use this experience to help others, then ultimately that is something that God would also find joy in and so. I think that's something that, you know, maybe the people who (laughs) in high school that were going out and partying, maybe they're, maybe it'll take them a longer time to realize that the joy does not come from that, but from something like helping others and clearing our minds of of these self-centered thoughts, um, which I think can find more true joy. And so, yes, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that you hear to hear that you had this issue, but, you know, certainly most yoboku would be very happy to, to pray for you, and to, to do what they can to see you through these issues. And hopefully, you can get to that point where you want to do the same. And, you know, we're not doctors of like a Western type of medicine, it's, it's you know, I guess it would be considered spiritual healing, but to be able to have this grant of the to be able to help others is a very powerful thing. And um, it can be something that really um, helps our spirituality as well as the person we're administering the to. So I encourage you to one day... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe maybe receive the sounds
0: absolutely i actually plan on uh, visiting the one in virginia over the summer once my classes end so that'll um, be fun i'm excited for that
1: right yeah that sounds good um i will actually be visiting that church called capital church actually at the end of this month
0: uh, oh and, wow
1: yeah well we good luck some... on your trip thank you <laughs> we have some of our uh, staff members who've never been so that is definitely um, a a great source of energy for our followers in that area.
0: Absolutely. So now we're at the opposite end of uh, yoboku and hinokshin. So Oyasama talks about dust and having like dust on the mind. And in the writings, there's eight different dusts, which are things people should try to avoid. So what are these dusts? And what are ways that Tendikyo tries to combat this.
1: Yes. So um, we humans have have come to misuse God the parent's precious gift for us to use our minds freely. We've strayed from our original purpose by allowing ourselves to think only of our own self-centered concerns. We've lost sight of our true purpose, which is to live in peace and joyous harmony with others and our environment. Some have even come to the point of hurting others. Due to the misuse of our minds, we sometimes suffer and fall into despair and are unable to clearly perceive the parental love and blessings from God. some explains to us that it's during these times that we are susceptible to trouble and illness. some specifically pointed out eight attitudes of the self-centered mind that we must rid ourselves from. And these dusts are uh, miserliness, covetousness, hatred, self-love, grudge-bearing, anger, greed, and arrogance. Um, Metaphorically, Oyasama described these as the eight dusts of the mind. Further, she mentioned falsehood and flattery as actions to avoid. Because humans unknowingly accumulate dusts in our minds, in our daily activities, our minds can become dusty or cloudy. In this state, one can lose sight of the joyous life. God only waits for such a mind to awaken and be freed from self-centered usage. So the question becomes, how then can we avoid accumulating dusts of the mind? Using metaphors to make such concepts understandable, Oyasama simply said to sweep the mind clear of its dusts. This sweeping can be done through the active process of deep self-reflection and pondering, but in more practical terms, as a means of sweeping the mind, Oyasama urged us to help one another, think and pray for others, and donate our efforts and capabilities to the surrounding community. As a means to help those who suffer from illness and pain, followers of these teachings are granted the Sazuke, As we had just mentioned, the Sazuke is the divine grant of prayer from God the parent bestowed to followers of the teachings. Followers administer the Sazuke to those seeking relief from the anguish caused by physical problems and or emotional status. Through the sincere administration of the Sazuke, one's overall health can often be restored, but more importantly, spiritual growth can be attained which is necessary for our ultimate salvation so without a doubt the eight dusts of the mind are a very important concept within our teachings and i think um dusts are also uh, not necessarily evil it's not like um they're given to us by an evil spirit or something like that but that they accumulate naturally sort of a natural condition and if, if it's a simple coating of dust then it's very easy to sweep it off readily but if it piles up it becomes more and more difficult to sweep away so I think it's important to try to constantly sweep just like when you're you know in a home you know you, you can do whatever you want to to try to seal up a home to make it dust proof to keep it as clean as possible but no matter what you do, there's dust constantly falling, so you have to clean it or else the dust will ruin everything, and pretty soon it'll be caked in dust. So I think this concept is easy to understand as something that naturally occurs, that but it's, it's not a, a good thing to ignore it and to let it accumulate. So through different things like, like our service and hinokushin. Um, we try to sweep the dust.
0: Absolutely. So statistics have shown uh, recently that Tenikyo is one of the fastest growing religions in the world. So what do you think is uh, drawing all these people to the faith?
1: Yeah, um, it's kind of interesting because currently it might be difficult to say that Tenikyo is growing fast. Um, In the history of Tenikyo, there has been certainly great growth worldwide. Um, Tanikyo started with one woman in a rural village to over 2 million followers around the world in less than 200 years so that fact in of itself is reflective of you know incredible growth Um, especially as we had talked about before starting with you know a woman a female leader who was born and raised in a male-dominated society but uh I, you know, I referred to the Sazuke or the healing as one big factor in the growth of Tenikyo. But another reason could also be the uh, the teachings themselves. The teachings are actually quite unique in Japan. You know, the way um, that Tenikyo is explained is oftentimes very different than what you would find from the predominant religions in the area, including the fact that, it's considered a monotheistic religion. However, it's a it's also a teaching of the divine principle that applies to anybody, not limited to tenrikyo followers. Oyasama emphasized um, practicing the teachings rather than questioning which god you worship or which religion you belong to. Regarding other paths, Oyasama once said, Do you know Mount Fuji? its summit is one but the roads to the summit are many whichever road you take it is the same i remember my father used to mention that to me that we're all going up the same mountain we're just on different paths and we should do our best to help help one another get up the mountain he also said that he felt that tennikyo was the shortest path up the mountain in, no, that's in the beautiful. divine directions. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, no, I was just saying that's beautiful, and I have to agree. <laughs> Thank
1: you. In the divine directions, we read, um, Those who oppose me are also children dear to my heart, yet, dearer are those who pray to me. But even with those who pray to me, if you do not follow my will, they are the same as those who oppose me. Another aspect of, of the teachings um, may be Tenikyo's inclusivity or inclusiveness. In the Ophidesaki, it states, all of you throughout the world are brothers and sisters. There should be no one called an outsider. And to God, people throughout the world are all my children. All of you equally know that I am your parent. So, I think this idea that we are all brothers and sisters, we should do our best to help one another as children of God, and one is not better than the other, one path is not better than the other, is something I think is a part of Tenikyo that I think can be a a unique or positive teaching that helps them with this growth. But there's also other aspects of of how Tenikyo has become more accepted in society. Um, in Japan, Tenikyo has become known for uh, the many social welfare activities that we do, such as um, there's disaster relief Hinokushin activities in the wake of natural disasters, and foster care programs and food programs for children. And Tenikyo is also well known for its educational institutions and a community hospital which treats patients with Western medicine and spiritual guidance. Um, these are all parts of maybe what has um, also helped uh, in the growth of Tenikyo. So, you know, due to different things in, in modern day society and even in Japan as a whole, there is less and less people who who follow religion. And so with that technique also, I don't think it's necessarily growing rapidly. Um, but there's no doubt that um, that there are a large number of followers who who continue um, to follow the teachings worldwide and me and my family for generations are, are certainly a big part of that. And um, we have a strong community, so it's kind of nice to be able to travel to different parts of the world, including to Brazil, which I have, have visited. And it's just kind of amazing to see how the religion has grown and flourished in parts of the world that don't speak Japanese. So, yes, I hope that answers your question.
0: Absolutely. That's fascinating. And that's amazing that you got to travel to all these different places.
1: Yes. um, I think because I'm one of the few English speakers in the community, um, I have been tasked with visiting different um, English-speaking Tenikyo communities to speak to them. And it's certainly been an honor. um, But I hope there are many others who can follow or, or i'm maybe i'm following my father's footsteps in trying to tell people about the joyous life
0: absolutely so a tanikyo church would have uh three different shrines within it could you tell us a little bit about what they mean and the offerings people make
1: sure so every church um has three shrines in a row the shrine in the center is uh, the largest of the three shrines. It's dedicated to God the Parent, and God the Parent's name is Tenjin no Mikoto. The one to the right is dedicated to Oyasama. We believe that although Oyasama is no longer with us physically, she's ever-living and continues to guide and nurture us for our spiritual growth. Therefore, this shrine symbolizes the residence of the ever-living Oyasama. Finally, the, the shrine on the left, is where we enshrine the spirits of those who have dedicated their lives to spreading the teachings to others. This shrine is commonly referred to as the Memorial Shrine. The shrine dedicated to God the Parent houses a sacred object called the Omedo, which is an object of worship. The teachings tell us that God the Parent is everywhere and everything. God provides the life and energy that permeates throughout all existence. Therefore, it may sound strange that your followers worship a shrine to worship God the parent. If, however, we understand that humans need a tangible object to direct our prayers towards, we find that shrines are very well suited for this purpose. In fact, the word omedo in its literal form means target. We can accomplish the idea of targeting our sincere prayers toward this one point through the service This targeted prayer allows all participants of the service to become unified as one with each other and with God. Prayers of our faith include the clapping of hands four times, a silent moment of prayer with head bowed, and then closing with a second clapping of the hands four times. This is done towards each of the three shrines. So that's certainly um, very different from prayers in maybe other uh, houses of worship. But it's so familiar to me that (laughs) that I certainly don't think of it twice until I have to sort of explain it and say, yeah, yeah, this is not maybe typical of what people are accustomed to in Western culture especially. And and, um, the look of the shrines and the offerings and the musical instruments are oftentimes very foreign to a person not in in asia for example but maybe to somebody japanese it would look similar to some of the shrines that you would see in japan so it's not as unusual but you know even the way that prayers are done um, and some of the particulars are very different and then of, of course of course the teachings are very different From um, some of the traditional religions in Japan. So, but that's sort of a starting point is, is, you know, what you see inside a Tenikyo church. The initial impression that you get can be very um, foreign, unfortunately, but that's sort of what connects all the Tenikyo churches. And you also had a question about the offerings at the shrines. So, making offerings of labor money and material things um, is by nature easy to notice and might sometimes be regarded as a yardstick for measuring the entire contribution someone's making. In fact, however, it's not the tangible offerings but the true sincerity embodied in them that is by far the most important. In, the, in a divine direction, God the parent says in effect, I do not bless you for the things you offer." It is the mind filled with gratitude that I accept. Offer to me your minds filled with promise, then I shall accept. If you do it with tears, God cannot accept. As indicated by this direction, this divine direction, it is our daily offering of sincerity that God the parent awaits eagerly, the sincerity with which we do whatever we can to help others be saved and make ourselves useful to the work of God the parent. This contribution of sincerity can come from our deep appreciation of God the parent for lending us the body and enabling us to be alive day after day. It is an embodiment of joy and gratitude for these precious blessings and an expression of our wish to make repayment for them. Then, in response to this sincerity, God the parent will enable us to experience ever greater joy. Again, offerings are not something we make because we have the time and energy to do so. Rather, the term connotes doing our very utmost and giving all we have. Far from being something we do because we can, offerings are something we try to make even if it's hard to do. It involves doing whatever it takes. Contributing such sincerity is indeed of utmost importance.
0: Absolutely. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Are you?
1: No, not at all. That's fine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I think that's definitely fascinating. That was one of the areas where I could kind of see some overlap between um, Shinto and Tadikyo, even though they're very different um, spiritually and in terms of the texts. But both, like I've seen both shrines before but a Shinto shrine would be, you know, associated with a particular deity. Like the one that I accidentally knocked over was um, Amaterasu. <laughs> so that was really bad. Didn't realize how important she was, but yeah, right. I'm just like trying to fix it. It's like, did not put it back right. I, like, I don't want, I don't want to curse this temple. I've seen the scary movies. Maybe I should
1: just leave. <laughs> right. Right, right that's that's kind of a scary thing <laughs> but yes i you know i i you know because obviously being born and raised in the united states i myself was not very familiar with shinto shrines but yes when i visited them in japan i was like wow that's where tenikyo gets their <laughs> the look the same look i mean some of the um specific ways that things are designed and the way that things are presented are very similar in, in appearance to Shinto. Um, and the offering of foods as well, um, you know, oftentimes on our shrines, we have, we might have something like a can or a, a bag of, of, of food, like say, for example, it was Folgers coffee or something like that. A can of Folgers coffee on the shrine. People who visit come by and they say, "Why is there a can of Folgers the best there?" Best part of
0: waking <laughs> up is Folgers yeah. in your shrine.
1: <laughs> I, I'm surprised you even know that jingle. I mean, that's oh my gosh, old. I grew
0: up with that. Like, um, oh my gosh, the, what was it, the the acapella one that would always come <laughs> on in the morning? Yes. <laughs>
1: um so yeah you you know we don't think twice about it but you know we offer these things but they, they obviously have labels on them and so people are like whoa you know what is that you know um but yes it's the the, the offerings that you know a lot of times uh, the offerings that we have on the altar are um you know offerings of sincerity and gratitude um uh, people Um, oftentimes bring you know what they can as offerings not just monetary offerings but but food and um, fruits and vegetables and and different things to offer to the congregation or to uh, everything we pretty much everything we eat is offered to god first um, in 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 gratitude Um, and then and then we partake of it after um, we offer the foods to god And then for like for like a monthly service, for example, we have numerous offerings that we put up. And then at the end um, of of the service, we take them down in ceremony and then we we put them together for for the followers who came to the service to take home. Um, So uh, being able to partake of the those offerings um, sort of like blessed um offerings are are are, are something that uh, followers are very much appreciate um, and that's a big part of our services as well
0: so if someone were to go to a service at a tanikio church what are some other things that they can expect there
1: yes so um so as i was um you know talking about different aspects of the church and even the word church is you know has certain connotations to it um, but that is the word that we use for um, for tenikyo churches. Um, there are tenikyo churches throughout the world, certainly mostly in Japan, other than um, the fact that each church differs in its size according to its congregation. The configuration of the place designed for the service area is the same at each church. You'll notice that what you would see on the service altar, the shrines, The offerings the musical instruments and the formal attire worn by the performers, as well as the sounds of the instruments and songs that are performed are all rooted in Japanese traditions. So it may be difficult to look beyond these traditions to understand the meaning of the service. Um, But the essence of the service is that it involves the participation of a group of differing individuals and orients Each toward a common goal of the collective joyous life of all. By merely making the effort to come together as one with a common desire to do away with a self centered mind, the effort to create a better world has already begun. World salvation is a tremendous, perhaps far fetched ideal, but it begins with one person and then it's spread and shared with others. Ultimately, a life of faith is motivated by the desire to share the joys of the teachings with others. With oyasama we earnestly pursue the path of salvation, praying sincerely for the peace and happiness of all members of the human race. Um, At our Tenekyo Mission New York Center, we certainly welcome anyone to come to our daily or monthly services. And although the service um, is held in Japanese, we provide translations, interpretations of sermons and talks. And then after the service, we usually share a meal together um, in our dining hall. But um, we we certainly try to accommodate um, whoever is interested and whoever would like to visit and find out more. Um, and uh, we try to um, Take care of the the children who come through our Sunday school and uh, we try to educate those who are learning about the teachings for the first time. So we have different programs educationally, uh, one called the joy workshop, which is kind of like a 90 minute um, introduction. And then we have things like the three day course or the one month spiritual development course which um, provide more in-depth study of uh, of tenikyo and the practice of tenikyo. It's not about just the teachings, but how do we live the teachings of the joyous life in, in our daily life? It's always more difficult to deal with other people and <laughs> try to work with one another. So um, it's not a teaching of ideals without any basis in, 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 in regular life. It's something that we want to carry out in our daily lives. And I think, especially through this difficult time of isolation um, with the pandemic, um, I think we need one another. We need to be with one another and share our joys in order to be truly happy. Yes, and that's my basic ideas on the service or in what you would expect of the church.
0: Well, that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Do you have any prayers you would like to share on the show today, or anything else you'd like to talk about?
1: Um. Yes, and, and once I once I start explaining something, then oftentimes there are things that come up that I need to explain a little bit more. So, um, one thing that, in terms of a prayer, um, I I'd, uh, I would like to read um, the words of the Kagura service. It's also Called the Kando Dai Service um, and the Service for Universal Salvation. It's um, the Kagura Service is the service through which uh, God the Parent manifests once again the marvelous divine providence that created humankind in the world. It's through this providence that this world will be changed into the world of the joyous life. By performing this service, the true salvation of all people in the world will be accomplished. So this is our most important service that is held in the city of, of Tenri um, around what's called the kandodai, which is the stand that marks the origin of the Jiba of origin, um, as the very spot where humankind was originally conceived. And we connect with that service in our local churches um, through our uh, services, and and with our we use the same words. Of the Kagura service um, in our daily and monthly services as a means to sweep the dust of our minds, express our gratitude for the blessings we receive from God, and unite our minds as one. Um, So I'd like to read the words of the Kagura service now. The first part is, sweeping away evils. Please save us. Tendio no mikoto. Just a word. Listen to what God says. I will never tell you anything wrong. Representing heaven and earth, I have created husband and wife. This is the beginning of the world. NAMU TENDIO NO mikoto. Sweeping away evils, hasten to save us. All humankind equally purified, the Kando Dai. Thank you. So as you can see, um, our, um, our prayers um, are centered on the idea of, of, of sweeping away dusts of the mind. As a daily effort, but these words are also um, the core of, of of world salvation as well, and the foundation of the joyous life is uh, the the relationship uh, between husband and wife as the foundation of the beginning of the world and the beginning of the joyous life. Um, and through this service, we can purify all humankind and achieve uh, world salvation. So this is the most important service of Tenikyo, and um, and it is something that I hope you can one day experience by visiting um, our service uh, that's held on the twenty sixth day of each month.
0: Thank you. I hope so too.
1: Yes, it's um it's quite a powerful service in of itself. It the Kagura is Kagura masks um, are worn during this service, and it's a uh, a reenactment of the the origin the truth of origin and and so the truth of origin is sort of a very interesting sort of story of seems like a combination of science evolution and and spirituality which uses uh, a lot of um, metaphors such as animals and uh, coming together around god and so that is reenacted every month with masks um, for this service and um, it's an incredible, incredibly powerful service that I think is very um, unique and interesting as well. Um, so that's what um, pilgrims from around the world um, are, uh, go to be able to take part in. And it's quite powerful.
0: I mean, that sounds incredible. I've always been really fascinated by art in music. And I think that's what interests me so much about Tanikio. Mm -hmm. Is how that's incorporated into the services. And the Kagura masks are just so cool. There's just nothing on Earth that looks quite like them. So I'm hoping to go soon over the summer. Fingers (laughs) crossed.
1: (laughs) Wow. Well, if that um, happens, then certainly um, I'd be, you know, happy to help you coordinate visiting different places. And, you know, hopefully I can go as well.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Hopefully. Thank you again for doing the show today and taking some time to talk with us. It was wonderful to have you on.
1: Thank you very much. I hope I wasn't too verbose in my um, explanations.
0: You're fine, (laughs) you're fine. (laughs) You're too hard on yourself. I thought you did a good job.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you very much.
0: If you are interested in learning more about Tenrikyo, I highly recommend reading the Ofirisaki because it is one of the major sacred texts of the faith. I also found the manga Tale of Oyasama sama to be very helpful in doing my research. It is a biographical manga of Miki Nakayama or Oyasama, the founders of Tenrikyo.